This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome to Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Lindsay Weber. I'm Bobby Finger. And welcome to Who's There of the Week of... You never, uh, you always, you always get confused. Just say the day. It's May 18th. It's May 18th. Last night, Bobby and I went to watch What Happens Live, and I'm really tired. Everything is the week of... <laughs> I, I want it to be like the week of like this big event. The week of like the, this happened or something, but I never actually yeah. know anything to say that happened. Watch What Happens Live was incredible. It was amazing to watch What Happened Live. <laughs> it really was. Um, we saw was Andy really... up close and personal. Extremely Listeners, close. we were in the front row... I don't know how it happened, but by some miracle, it happened. We were sitting in Oprah seats, seats from the Oprah audience. Seats from the Oprah audience that Andy now has, and he only has two of them, but they're in <laughs> in the studio, in the clubhouse. And so we had those seats. It was very luxurious. Um, very. And we were so close to Amy Brenneman and Priyanka Chopra, um, Priyanka Chopra, who looked so beautiful. The moment they walked in, Lindsay was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, look at them, look at them, stunning, stunning, stunning. And then I like turned. And, you know, echoed her statements completely. They looked so beautiful. It's just, they were just so pretty. It's it's one thing to see celebrities in full glam in a photo, but to see a celebrity in full glam in person is almost unbelievable. Because you're like... It was just surreal to look at Priyanka Chopra's face in front of me <laughs> and then face on the TV and being like, wow, like, that is exactly what she looks like. She's so beautiful. There's no translation. <laughs> She's so um, beautiful. But let's talk about the real. Can we talk about the real best part of it, which actually might be the part that we talk we that is the most relevant to Who Weekly? One of the phone calls that came <gasps> in. Oh my god! <laughs> in the after show was from this woman, and she was like, "Hi, my name's like Trish, and I'm a Brennamaniac." And you you watched Amy Brennaman's <gasps> face like light up. She knew. Amy knew. She was like, "Oh, I know about the Brennamaniacs. There's, I guess, like five of she them." She said, the "She was like, there's like five sisterhood. of them." Uh, and they asked her a question, and then she didn't that answer it. That made no sense. They asked her a question that made no sense unless you were like unless a you were, Unless you were Amy Brenneman. And so she was like, yeah. look, listen, I'll DM you after the show. I will answer this question, but I can't do this here. It was wild. It was extremely I love good. A, it was one of the best things. I mean, there's nothing better than a niche fandom. And yeah. I think there might be nothing better than a Brennamaniac. I think they're the best it niche was, fandom. I think it's my favorite niche fandom I've ever heard of. Like just – and having proof of it. You know, like we make up like Rita Bot. We make up all these like fandoms that are silly or whatever that we don't really – we've never met anyone in those fandoms mm-hmm. specifically. But this woman who called in, this Brennamaniac, her proof. and her sisters around the country that like talk about Amy Brenneman and keep in touch via Amy Brenneman <laughs> was truth. Was the truth. I I would become a Brennamaniac – on, you know, daylight alone. I love daylight. I watch a lot of the leftovers, and I would become a Brennamaniac from the leftovers. And judging Amy, honestly, I love judging Amy. Do you want a funny? On. Do you want to hear a funny daylight anecdote? Do or I? no? I don't know. It's like me. Picture it, Sicily. Me, nineteen twenty-one. No, it's me. Um, I don't know. Whenever daylight came out, I don't know how old I was. Ten, eleven. It came out on video. We went to like a Hollywood video. Me and my mom. And my mom was not... Um, 1996. My mom... So I was 10. So my mom was not... God, we're old. My mom... I was not allowed <laughs> to see PG-13 movies until I was 13. And so when we went to the I mean, honestly, Hollywood, your mom did her due diligence. When I, went to, the, what, when I went to the yeah. video store and I wanted to rent Daylight really, really badly, um, my mom went up... Lit- I It's burned in my brain. It makes me 
it makes me sick. Mom, if you're listening to this, you may actually be listening to this. Just know that I've never forgotten this. We went to the video store. She takes up the daylight thing and tries to like conspicuously ask this employee without me hearing, but I totally heard it. And she was like, this movie, The Daylight, it's PG-13. And she goes, is this PG-13 for violence or sexual situations? And, <laughs> and the employee goes, it's just violence. And she was like, okay, we'll take it. <laughs> and I went home and watched Daylight alone. Loved it. Was there it. sex in it? No. Didn't they? Sh- <laughs> Language unlike the Hudson Tunnel falling down. Lincoln Tunnel? Lincoln Tunnel. Your mom asking Hollywood video employees sexual oh situations. Oh my God. I was like, mother. But I got Daylight, so it's fine. You were a true Renomaniac even at age <laughs> 10. I mean, it was meant to be. I'm sorry for wasting time with the anecdote. Though, to be fair, it took, it wasn't as bad as my anecdotes could be. Truly, that was one of your funnier anecdotes. And speaking of anecdotes, we've been calling this the A block, not because it comes first, but also because A stands for apology. apology. It's the A and block. And apparently every episode we need to issue an apology. Lindsay and I have been calling it an A block privately, so I think we're just going to formally call this the A block. Welcome to the A block. It's where we apologize. Number one, I understand Chris Evans was in Snowpiercer. It was not Chris Pine. You do not need to call me anymore. You do not need to tweet me anymore. You don't need to text me anymore. I fucked up, man. The whole thing was about mixing Chris's up. I swear to God, I've seen the movie. I really liked it. So um, now I guess I'm split between Chris Evans and Chris Pine as my fave because I really do love Snowpiercer. Did you see who is going to be the lead in the Snowpiercer TV show? This broke today. No. Wait, there's a Snowpiercer TV mm-hmm. show? It's coming to, well, a pilot. someone bought a, a pilot for TNT, <sighs> so it might not make it to okay. series. Okay. Uh, who is David it? Diggs. Oh. Thomas that's... Jefferson from Hamilton. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, so he's he's the new he's the new Chris Pine slash the new Chris Evans. Um, I just I just like don't care that they, I I I mean yes you guys are all right and I'm Chris Pine and Chris Evans would be so happy to know that they have so many people who can tell them apart. So oh, yeah. I mean I feel like thrilled. I should let them know or let Chris Pine know. Uh, can you play our second A block feature, which is um, internationally themed? Oh my God! Yes. Hi, Who Weekly. This is Mai. Uh, I'm calling to make a correction to your recent episode on Eurovision, where uh, you talked about the Israeli singer uh, Dana International. You called her Dina International, which, how rude. She is definitely a them in Israel. Uh, she's iconic, you might say. Um, she's like a was really popular in the 90s, and uh, she's a trans woman, and she was like the first Israeli trans woman pop star, and probably the only one. Also, a few years ago, she had a song out called Love Boy, which is amazing. I just watched the video, like Google Love Boy, Donna International, and you will die. So um, I just wanted to correct that very rude mispronunciation of this icon's name and um thank you uh good form bella thorne i mean i'm sorry i'm sorry i i should have i feel like that was very rude of me i completely i wrote it down wrong i did not realize that she was like uh sort of a a groundbreaking figure in the eurovision song contest she won in 1998 she's credited as being one of the world's best known trans women in terms of like pop stars like she and what's great about like us getting this wrong we didn't really i mean bobby just missed we just mispronounced her name dina donna dana actually i I just spelled spelled it i spelled it wrong in the doc right you you mistyped it but what's great is that like we just get to learn something because i had no idea 
And now we know all about Donna International. Um, and she truly is iconic. And that she's iconic. A new a new person to add to our list of iconic people that is now 7,000 names long. Donna International is such a good pop star name. Because I think I reacted like that when you, even if you, even yeah, you, you lost called your her mind. Dina, I was like, that's an extremely good pop star name. Yeah. Because you just, you're international. <laughs> you're international. By definition, you're international. You sound like a corporation, but you also sound like an international pop star. They're like, oh, mm, how is she famous? It's like, mm, clearly internationally. In a way, aren't pop stars like corporations? Hmm. Wow. Corporations are people. Corporations are people. <laughs> Hi, my name is Sersha Ronan. You might have heard rumors that I'm dating Hosier. Is it because we're both Irish? Yes, we're both from Ireland. Ireland's the best, the center of the universe, basically. Anyway, did you know in 2016 that Sersha was the third largest baby name to rise in popularity in America? There are going to be so many people mispronouncing my name, basically. The number one name for girls was Kaylani, and for boys, it was Kylo, as in Star Wars. Anyway, love who weekly, Ireland's the best, good form, Bella Thorne. I can't believe Saoirse Ronan listens to Who Weekly. I know. I mean, it feels nice to have actual, like, who's and them's as listeners. She sounds so great. <laughs> thank you so much for calling, Saoirse. Yeah, thank you so much. We loved you in Brooklyn and Atonement, Saoirse. <laughs> We loved you in Brooklyn. <laughs> um, we're totally standing for Scherzer. <laughs> oh my God, Scherzer. Scherzer. Hi, Bobby and Lindsay. It's Gia. Um, I'm extremely mad right now. I'm looking at a tweet from fucking Bethany Frankel that says, I guess I'm a shark after all. Watch out at ABC Shark Tank coming for you this fall. Are you as excited as I am? Hashtag Shark Tank. And it's a picture of her with a Shark Tank logo matching her stupid cutout dress. Bobby, Lindsay, what the fuck? Who the fuck is Bethany Frankel? I know she has like diarrhea inducing sugar-free margarita mix, right? Like, isn't that it? Like she's like famous because of some reality show and she has sugar-free products and now she's going to be on fucking Shark Tank. I think this is like a huge change in the fundamental mythology of Shark Tank because she is not a self-made entrepreneur. She's a reality TV show hack first and foremost, which is the whole point is you're supposed to be a self-made millionaire entrepreneur first and then you become a reality TV show hack. So it's really reversing the whole teleology of the American dream here, which I think we could have all seen coming. But I'm furious. Um, I'd love for you guys to weigh in. Thanks. Bye. Love you. I mean, I'm also furious. But we. it's important to note that Bethany's not the only. So for those of you who aren't shark tank heads, shark heads. Is that what the fandom's called? I don't know. Tank Tank dwellers? Tank dwellers. Oh, that's awful. For those of you who aren't tank dwellers, what if we call it like uh, scubas? <laughs> Scuba men. Because, you know, you put like a scuba man in, a, in an aquarium. Whatever. It doesn't matter. For those of you who aren't tank dwellers. Tank dweller is truly horrendous. <laughs> okay. But we're going to use it. So for those of you who aren't tank dwellers, um, <laughs> a few seasons ago, they started using like guest stars to drum up um, press for certain episodes. 
I I mean, who knows the reasons behind it? Maybe it's because certain sharks couldn't show up and they needed replacements, so why not get someone famous? They had Jeff Foxworthy for a while. He was awful. Ashton Kutcher was on for two episodes. He was just like, I mean, honestly, the worst. No one's, the the point is, none of them have ever been good. Chris Saka, terrible. Terrible. Um, They're never good. He just quit, though. Did you see that? He basically quit quit. because he hated Mark Cuban. Um, well, I don't think he quit because he hated Mark Cuban. He also quit his venture company. He quit basically everything in terms of investing. So it would have been like kind of controversial if he had quit his own investing company and Shark Tank because it wouldn't make sense. So he quit the whole thing. But you saw the episodes with him and Mark. That it was it was it wasn't even fun to watch. They hated I mean, each other. True, so. but do you think like these guest stars come on and cause drama because they know what? will keep them on TV. Ashton Kutcher also fought with the Sharks. Ashton fought with like, Kevin and it was so yeah. stupid. Um, right. It's true. So uh, Ashton was doing all this like, like he was being very extra and that he was like, I'm going to like take a lot of notes. I'm going to clasp my hands in front of I my know, face and be very pensive. It was so but that's stupid. That's what I think Bethany's going to do. I think she's going to steamroll. That's what she's going to do. They're probably going to, they're probably going to break in like, um, diet related products who are going to because when you go into shark tank as a prospective person you have the shark in mind who you want right like if you have a kooky product that has that's good for television you want Lori. if you have like a startup you want rob or um or mark if you're smart if you're just smart you want barbara you know um damon was always fashion if you're wondering who like if she may like why bethany does she make enough money to even do this type of investing Bethany is basically the top earning reality star who isn't a Kardashian. So yeah. the list in 2006 estimated earnings. This was done by, I think, Forbes. 2016. Yes, 2016. Kim, Kylie, Kendall, Chloe, Chris, Courtney, Bethany Frankel. So she's basically the only housewife on the list. She has her skinny girl margaritas, as Gia called, diarrhea. Who, diarrhea tea? That diarrhea she drink? Sold, that she founded she and sold. then sold to like Suntory, that huge liquor brand. Yeah, for a hundred million. Yeah. So she got a good amount of that. She made like fifty-five million last year or something. She made eight million from that deal, something like that. The point is, is that she actually makes enough money to invest in stuff right. to make this real. I guess mm-hmm. you know. The the problem I have with this is that, as I mean, anyone who watches Shark Tank knows, when you go into it, there was a really great article about it where, um, like you know, just getting a deal is a big deal, but um, of the products that get deals only like 30 percent some like tiny number only like 30 to 40 percent of them actually follow through with the deal because after the deal is made on the show the sharks have it's sort of like an escrow period they have a grace period where they can where they can they can research and confirm everything on the books um before they actually sign any paperwork agreeing to the deal um because like you know you might it's 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 theatrics whenever you go on the show so you can make everything look good and so they have a chance to confirm it so really it's not even about the deal what the show is fun to see the sharks spar between each other and over the years they've developed like these very distinct personalities and like you know how everyone acts with each other and anytime they put in a guest it throws everything off balance and it's not fun because it's like well i miss I miss the Barba versus Lori versus Kevin dynamic. I miss Damon versus Mark. Like, whenever you throw Bethany in, it's just going to make it not fun. I mean, there's just no need 
there's just no need for new sharks. I just I think no. they already have too many where they have to cycle them in and out, which I like because yeah. sometimes you get sometimes Lori's there, sometimes she's not, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know why they have guests or but, these guest judges or whatever. And also I don't know what Bethany brings to the table aside from like beverage. Like beverage, she, right. what she's gonna be like? Oh, um, that item is perfect for my skinny girl brand. It's right. like, well, one, you sold it first of all. Second of all, like <laughs> what even fits in with skinny girl brand? There's only so many things you can like make skinny. Right. None you know? of them have. She doesn't have as diverse a portfolio. And what is her platform? Know? Yeah, she's I like on Housewives barely. She's on. She's back this season also, causing drama and being like very annoying. And so I don't even know what she's gonna say as like her platform or what she gets to bring. There are gonna be. There are gonna be. Um, other guests too it's not just her i feel like she got the bulk of the attention just because of who she is so they're gonna have five next season it's bethany it's um sarah blankley who Who? created Spanx. Um, oh i love her blakely yeah that's what i said you said blankley no then there's rohan oza who i didn't (laughs) know he based on this article that i'm reading on realityblurred.com he is a venture capitalist and marketer who abc calls quote a master of transforming groundbreaking consumer products into household names including vitamin water um vitamin water's parent company which is glaceo anyway then there's alex rodriguez arod also weird like that's weird He's so he's also so charmless. He's just so boring. Have you ever seen A-Rod on he's just A-Rod's so boring. Yeah, I don't know why he's even they're just they're just doing like a shtick. Richard like Branson, a... which is wild, an actual oh, that's billionaire. Cool. That's but great. Even Richard he's Branson's a lunatic. Great. He's a lunatic and I feel like sure, it'll be but, overwhelming. But if but it's really cool for them to get specific personalities who are known for being rich, like Th- that is a great fit. Bethany Frankel, not a good fit. Richard Branson, good fit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's 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 a type of celebrity who is known for being a business person or whatever. That's cool. And I really like that they're having Sarah Blakely because she is like a lesser known. I mean, she's pretty known, but, you know, a lesser known entrepreneur who created a product. Her story is actually super interesting. So she's really good at like make she made Spanx herself mm-hmm. from scratch and then made it into a real thing. So that's an interesting person to have. Not, again, Bethany Frankel. All I'm all I'm just going to end it by saying I'm a I'm a purist. I like my sharks. I feel like anytime you put a new shark in the water, it gets, you know, mm. a little, it here? gets a little murky, um, a little murky. and, uh, you know, it gets, it gets messed up. So let's move on. Barbara forever. Barbara forever. For the record, I'm definitely out. Let me tell you why. Because I don't see you as the kind of guy who could go through a finish line. Honest to God. You've got to trust the opinion of who's behind it. And that's what's scary, and that's why I'm definitely out. But I mistrust it. I think your presentation is so buttoned up, Uh for my liking, a little too buttoned up. So I'm going to trust my gut on this. I'm out. Okay, hello. It's me again. I called earlier about the ice cream museum that I keep seeing everywhere. I got overwhelmed, and I didn't elaborate. And I I need to talk about the sprinkle pit mainly. Because if it's actual sprinkles, that's disgusting. And if it's plastic, it's a choking hazard. And I don't want Northwest, Northwest anywhere near it. Essentially, I just I need answers about why everyone seems to be going there. Why is it there? Okay, I'm going now. I love you again. Bye. So basically, there's this thing that what she's talking about is this thing called the Ice Cream Museum, which just opened 
in L.A. It was in New York. And now it's in L.A. I guess it moved to the two places where people would be so stupid to go to this <laughs> type of thing. Um, and it is sold out for its entire run. It's a $30 museum. There's nothing more L.A. than a museum that's not a real museum that costs $30. <laughs> And recently, a lot of famous people, it's been like kind of a buzzy thing. Like you've seen, if you look at your Instagram, you're like, oh, fucking with this ice cream museum mm-hmm. again. But recently, Katy Perry, uh, the Kardashians, who else went there? Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, Beyonce's mom, Miss Tina, went there recently. Yeah, Basically, a lot of people, pass. right, like a lot of people have heard about recently. A lot of VIP thems have heard about and gone to the ice cream museum. What is at the ice cream museum? I'm not quite sure. I've seen photos of like ice cream cones on walls. It's like bad modern art mixed with ice cream. But the big Instagram play is a pit of, thank God, plastic sprinkles that you kind of dive in like a ball pit. And you pose in the sprinkles. You pose in the sprinkles and you put it on Instagram, which is the, the, the reason for being behind any museum or any like line out the door event like this it's like you go there because you'll get good content literally that's that's it i mean no one in la or at least mo- maybe the the kids the kids the the adults who are going there are not going to eat the ice cream no it also like looks disgusting all of it um there's like a weird uh did you see the photo of the weird mint garden it's like oh look the room where we grow the mint for the mint ice cream nothing's more fuck? nothing's more uninteresting than the museum there's of ice like cream. a wall full of cones there are ice cream cones that are like lights I guess that's one of the things it's just a really stupid go to a real go to a real museum tell your kids to just read a go book. get some ice cream <laughs> get some ice cream like uh, tell your kids to read a book it sounds so old honestly um Okay, moving on. I don't ever want to do I'm, that. Are we going mean, to go to the ice cream going. museum when we're there? No, we I will never, ever go. Should we I ask for never, tickets? Ask for I press have tickets? no entrance to go to the ice cream museum, the concept. I will eat ice cream. Yeah, same. Hi, Bobby. Hi, Lindsay. It's Lala, and I've got a fucking important question to ask. Who is Joe Alwyn, who Taylor Swift is dating? Apparently, he's an actor. Please, help me. Anyways, I can't wait to see this guy's career go belly up because Taylor's dating him. Anyways, let me know and good form, Bella Disick. Oh, oh. Wow, great call. We good will form, get to Bella that Disick. other topic uh, next week. Next but week, Let's yeah. start with Joe Alwyn. I would say we would give you the, the info on him, but Us Weekly has a... You know, an article that is, who is Joe Alwyn? Five things to know about Taylor Swift's rumored new boyfriend. And I feel like I should just read it because why would I even Google if I could just (laughs) read this, you know? I know what you mean. You ready for number one? Tell me. I read this earlier, so I know everything, but (laughs) tell me. He's been dubbed as Hollywood's next best thing. Um, That sounds like second fiddle, (laughs) though. No. No. It's like, oh, you don't you you Tom Hiddleston's busy. Well, this guy, he's the next best. Also, thing. that's not that's also that's not true. But go to number two. Uh, number two, he was in a movie called Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk, which literally no that, one that saw. Everyone hated if they saw it, and it bombed. <laughs> it was a big flop. People thought it would be a big deal, and it flopped. It used this like hooey technology that Ang Lee was like, I'm gonna like quadruple the frame rate of this movie and but it then no looked, one could see it and no and everyone was like it looked it looked so real that it like made me sick so it was like no it's just very strange and fake looking 
Um, I couldn't remember where Billy Lynn walked to, so I was like, Billy Lynn's long walk, like, to Target, to, like, to the grocery market. I just couldn't remember. It's so long. Halftime. Got it. And it had, like, a fake version of Destiny's Child in it. Um, They were part of the walk. Right. I'm never watching it. Are you ready for number two? That was number number two. I'm, I'm ready for number three. No, that was number one. Oh. Number two is he still lives with his parents. Yeah, I knew that. Yep. Number three is he knows some of Swift's squad members. That's not even a thing. Like, also, who isn't in her squad? Right. How hard is it Number to know someone if you're a celebrity? Four, he's wary of fame. Hmm. Oh. Seems like dating Taylor Swift is a bad idea then. <laughs> Number five, he's doing a good job staying mum on his dating life. Basically, they read one article. Four and five the are the article. same thing, by the way. Well, I think they read one article about him, the only one that exists in the evening, evening standard. Uh-huh. And he that they just took everything from that one article. Yeah. I mean, that's how Apparently, you do it. he wore a wig when he was hanging out with Taylor. Wow. As if that would help. Wow. I'm thrilled. So. So do you feel like you know enough? I feel like I know all there is to know about this guy. So. Right. I do, too. Um, I do, too enough will it ever be enough i don't know um i mean they're probably gonna break up in like two minutes so i don't understand why i need to know more than five (laughs) that's debatable five four three to four things um let's move on congrats joe alwyn i guess the song about him will be bad (laughs) what rhymes with alwyn (laughs) exactly (laughs) um remember what was it so she wrote style about harry styles she writes a song called like win about what? Al win, but she spells it W I N. Whatever. So it's like we will all win. That's what the song is called. We'll all and it's win. Like, we'll wink, all win. It's like we'll all win if we lose or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. Like there's a twist. Oh my god, exactly. How <laughs> um, the only way you can win is if it ends. Anyway, so I'm a fourth grade teacher, and I had my students write an essay about who they would like to meet. So I'm thinking they're gonna write about actually famous people like pop stars and sports athletes or whatever. So. Anyway, I got one about a girl that wanted to meet her absentee father, which was really sad, and another about a boy that wanted to meet his dead grandpa, which was also really sad. But then I was reading through the rest of them, and literally I had kids that wanted to write about B.B. Rexa, Dove Cameron, and Becky G. So I guess my question is, how does a nine-year-old know who B.B. Rexa is? Anyway, love the show. You guys are the best good form Bella Thorne bye what are you teaching these kids <laughs> <laughs> she's teaching them the right things it looks like it sounds like somebody needs a little bit of a curriculum review because <laughs> why is your why is your student wanting to study BB Rex? the principal takes this caller into his office and it's like um excuse me like <laughs> like Lauren um why do you have three days on BB Rexa? uh uh this uh, the state the school board Agreed that BB Rexa only gets two days, so I don't really know what you're doing here. Also, we just broke our rule that we made several months ago, which was we will not accept any more calls about BB Rexa, but here we are. It was an interesting call. Oh, I forgot about that rule. It was a a charming call. I like knowing that that the young kids are talking about BB Rexa. Also, Bobby really wants to go see B.B. Rexa in a concert. I was just he about just to keeps, say that. He keeps on like saying to me like, oh, we're going to get tickets to go see B.B. Rexa. I was like, we're not going to go tickets. We're not getting tickets to see B.B. Rexa. Lindsay's, Lindsay yeah. just gets furious anytime I bring I just, it up. <laughs> no. Because you no. make it seem so real. Go. You're like, no. you're like, 
<laughs> no. You make it seem like actual thing that we're going to do. Like, well, we're, we're going to get tickets and we'll go see B.B. Rex. I'm like, I'm not going to see B.B. Rex in concert. I don't even know one of her songs. I think we should do it. Why? For the sake of the podcast. No. Maybe we'll finally get to the bottom of who B.B. Rex is. I don't like the podcast that much to go <laughs> see B.B. Rex. <laughs> okay. Next call for your least favorite podcast. Um <laughs> Hey, what's up? It's Phoebe here. I am in Venice Beach. It's a gorgeous day. I got my trusty speaker and I'm going to be playing. I'm going to show you crazy for random strangers. I have no idea who these people are. Hopefully they like it and um, they have no idea it's me singing the song. So let's see what happens. You know who Bibi Rexa is? <laughs> have you ever heard of this artist Bibi Rexa? <laughs> Bibi Rexa? No. No, no. Bibi Rexa? Do you know who that is? Uh, uh, no. Like she's like this alternative pop rock, no? Oh, Lindsay and I saw an I don't know her hat in the wild yesterday. It was so fucking thrilling. If you if it was some guy at the Perfume Genius show, because we did that before Watch What Happens Live, which what a night. And we saw a perfume. <laughs> we saw a I don't know her hat in the wild. And then the guy who was wearing it noticed that I noticed. And I think it was kind of awkward. And I'm like, I'm not going to say anything. That's very strange. I think you saw me notice, and if you if it was you, tweet at us to confirm. Hey, Lindsay and Bobby, it's Andrew, uh, long, long time listener, um, multiple caller, um, and hooligan member. Um, I am driving to work, and I have a question. Who is Logic? I'm listening to the new Music Friday thing on Spotify, and they have a song called America which is basically about, like, everything that's messed up in 2017. Um, and I'm usually up on my music people, but I have no idea who Logic is. Um, any help would be appreciated, because um, I actually really like the song, and it's, yeah, it's great. So, um, hopefully you know the answer, and talk to you soon. Bye. This is all you. I don't know him. So I didn't know him either until I found out that our friend Steven had written like two profiles him on him already. Um, he his album Steven's hit ahead of the number game. he really is. It, um, it his album hit number one on the charts today, oh. which is interesting because the way that that happened was that he did this like literally door to door fan like road trip situation where he basically like went around the country getting people to listen to his album and like getting fans and then because of all that pre that pre-sale action he like bumped himself up to the number one which is interesting because you were talking about how Katy Perry is selling tickets to her um, show before her album even comes out right. but the tickets include a album so that means that she's jacking up the pre-sales for her album technically mm-hmm. so she wants it to hit number one that way it just kind of shows that like there's just no traditional way to hit number one via people actually buying your music you have to kind of trick them into buying your music mm-hmm. which is great but anyways who is logic Steven called him J. Cole, but not J. Cole. So he is like a woke young rapper, biracial. He's been around. He's had like six albums. He's been around for a while and he's got like a very niche, very passionate audience. Mm-hmm. Um, he's I mean, woke is like literally the term. He's very like into the message. Politics. The message. Yeah. Um, I wish I could say a song that I've heard of his, but I actually don't know. But I think his song is that number, that phone number song. 
doesn't that doesn't ring a bell for me. Sorry. So you know that song that's popular. It's like literally just a bunch of numbers, a phone number. No, anyone? No, no, no. Okay. No. Okay. I don't want to be alive. I don't want to be alive. I just want to die today. I just want to die. No. I guess what's interesting is that the phone number that is the title of the song is also a suicide prevention hotline. Oh. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, so he's very like successful, talking about very mental niche. illness. He's talking about like you know. Yeah. He wants now to help know. people. Okay. Now cool. you know. Logic. Now you know. Now you know. Up and it. coming, number one album in the country, Wild. Um, my my favorite thing about him though that I like found halfway down the article, his favorite artist is Frank Sinatra, and he calls his, um, he's got he's got a Rat Pack, R A T T pack, like mm-hmm. Rat Pack, Rat Pack. Um, it's an acronym for real all the time. <laughs> oh, I love that. It's pretty good, right? He needs to sell, um, he he needs to sell also, pins that say that. You'll love this. He calls his female fans the Bobby Soxers. Why Bobby? What? Why? Because the Bobby Soxer in the 1940 was a word that meant a fan of pop music, like Frank Sinatra. Because huh. they wore Bobby socks. I don't know what a Bobby socks is. What a Bobby sock it's, is. Bobby socks are the... Um, they are socks that you roll down to your ankles in the 40s. Oh, that's that what those trendy. are called? I see. I know what uh-huh. those are. Uh-huh. And I guess um, because this is so, this is pure Wikipedia information, but I love it. In high schools and colleges, the gymnasium was often used as a dance floor. However, since street shoes and street detritus might damage the polished wood floors, the students were required to remove their shoes and flop dance in their bobby socks, hence the term oh, no. bobby soxer and sock hop. Oh, sock hop. So this guy wow. calls his fans Bobby Soxers in reference to fans of Frank Sinatra that were also called wow. Bobby Soxers. What an origin story for um, sock ops. That's fun. Also, his real name is Sir Robert Bryson Hall II. Incredible. Yeah. Anyways. Um, I know. Yeah. Now we're done for the week. That's it. Did you learn? I think I learned. I learned. I always learn, but I think I learned. And I got to vent about the sprinkle pit. <laughs> and I got to tell an anecdote about daylight. Oh, can't wait to um, cut that out. Just kidding. If you if you are a Brennamaniac, please let us know, by the way. I would like to meet the sisterhood of the Brennamaniacs. Call in. Like, I wanna, a lot. I want to know how often you guys have meetings. Um, if you have a secret Facebook group, that would be great. Is there a... Um, is there a fee? Do I... Is there, like, a... Do I need to pay to join? Because oh I will dues. Pay. Are there dues? Do you guys have, like, a conference where there's, like, five of you and Amy Brenneman comes? You gotta pay your... You gotta pay your Brenna dues. <laughs> Brenna <laughs> No, I really do want to join the Brenna Maniacs. I was very passionate about her last night. I she was, was officially on board. Yeah, she was so funny. She told a joke that said the word come in it. Watch the Watch What Happens live uh, after show. Is that I joke going to be it. on the air? It was pretty scandalous, I think it that was. Joke. It was. When she said come, everyone lost their everyone mind. Everyone shrieked. Okay. Um, we're done. We're done. Thanks to everyone. Thanks for having us. Um, great episode on Monday, by the way. Prepare yourselves. Um, oh my god it's going to be so good we are so excited we're the most excited and we'll see you then mm-hmm. bye everyone bye, bye. you will yeah, yeah, yeah. they want to know hey yeah. hey yeah. hey yeah. Come on. Come on. hey i want to be famous is this pg-13 for violence or sexual situations that was a headgum podcast <laughs>